I would say be open, check your ego at the door mm -hmm. and just be open to change. You know, how bad do you want it? And if you really want to achieve those goals that seem unattainable, that really are attainable, you know, do the work, mm -hmm. take the time, make the sacrifice and be consistent with, and it, you know, you will start to see immediately how you're feeling. Like I said, I, when I went through those forgiveness exercises, I would feel lighter. It was like literally something was lifted that I didn't even know was weighing me down. And so all of that, everything that you, and you mentioned, you always talk about the recipe, it's all interrelated and connected and it all works together well. So if you don't do the forgiveness and you're still weighted down, it's like saying an affirmation, you know, trying to grab onto a balloon, but you got, you know, two tons of weight keeping you on the ground. You know, you got to cut that weight so you can, when you're saying these affirmations and trying to lift in this, this balloon, you can, you can fly away. So you got to cut that weight, those weights from the past. And you got to acknowledge that they're there. Welcome to Why She's Winning with your host, Christy Rutherford, a master of office politics and self-care advocacy. Chrissy's clients have received over 10 million in salary raises in a pandemic. Surprised that women are still getting paid during these challenging times? It's possible for you too. You can have it all if you believe you deserve it. Christy and her guests will assist you with that. Let's get started. Welcome everyone to Why She's Winning. I am your host, Christy Rutherford. Today I have the phenomenal, amazingly brilliant, talented, gorgeous, Beautiful, bougie, Celestine <laughs> Presley joining us today. Why am I all out? Why am I screaming? So <laughs> Hi, Christy, because that's your way. That's what you do. It's effective. It works. <laughs> I got real loud. <laughs> I didn't even have my coffee yet. Okay, anyway, back to it. All right, so let's talk about Celestine right to quick. Celestine is the chief information officer white house at the white house office of the united states trade representative ustr she is an accomplished it executive who has led enterprise information management systems for over 20 years using iterative using big words software <laughs> development lifestyle life cycle techniques and agile development methods okay you got a lot Celestine is also a certified federal executive coach. Coaches have coaches. If your coach don't have a coach, you got the wrong coach. I told him, Celestine, if your coach don't have a coach, you got a couch. You That's got somebody right. who know everything. That's right. Okay. She uses her coaching skills to help individuals reach their professional goals. Her goal is to help every client reach their full potential and live a fulfilling life. She has her Bachelor of Science in Computer Science from South Carolina State University. Her right? In Orangeburg, South Carolina, she got her MBA from Winthrop University, as well as an MDIV from Howard. What is that? MDIV? M Masters of Divinity. Oh, okay. All right. Praise the Lord. From Howard. <laughs> and she enjoys movies, reading, spending time with her family and friends. She has a son, Joshua Aiden Presley. Welcome, Celestine. Thank you. What an introduction. Thank you so much for having me. If I'd have read the rest of it, we'll still be here. No. Uh, <laughs> we'll be here all day. So, all right. So, Celestine, we're talking about how to find your freedom and flow, right? And and I love to tell women, you don't have to fight 
to get to the next level, we need to stop fighting and learn how to flow. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So what was going on, Celestine, when you was like, you know what, I need to do something different? Honestly, it was my health. So, and I don't, I don't even think I ever shared that part with you. Back in 2021, 2020, 2020, you know, I have my annual doctor's appointments and, you know, my health numbers were fine. And, you know, admittedly, you know, where I work, it's pretty stressful, high pressure. I'm in IT. So obviously with COVID, that added an additional layer. I'm in IT at the White House on a global scale that added additional layer. And so by the fall of 2021, when it was time to get my annual, my my primary care physician was raising all these alarm bells, like literally in a year, my numbers went south. And so I was like, I need to make a change. I need to get out of DC. I'm, I'm Southern. I love, you know, I, I do love the South. I love everything about the culture and things like that. I've been here for 20 some odd years. I can check that box. I, this is my third administration. I can check that box. Let me go and try to do something different. But I didn't know how to make that leap. And the stress and of, of just being in this area for so long had taken its toll. And so I just, I knew something needed to be tweaked. I just didn't know what. And so just so happens we're fellow Bulldogs. You were on the Bulldog Entrepreneur. You were highlighted. And I said, hmm, let me call her and see and see what, what she's talking about. And so when I called you, what you were saying resonated with me. And I was very curious. And I always love to support Bulldogs, women who look like me, and so that's how we got to here. And, and it's been transformational. And so that's started the journey. And so it was really easy for me to pick up and latch on to the things that you were saying because I have my MDiv, because I have a strong faith base. It's all interrelated and connected. You just reminded me of things that I already knew. It's just you get so mired in the muck of, of, of stressors in the world that I for, I'm not going to say I've forgotten, but I was just it was just too much, almost like not seeing the forest for the trees. You know, usually when I talk to women, I typically say something very offensive, right? To wake them <laughs> up to, to their, I didn't do that to you. I don't yes, think. Yes, you did. Yes, oh. you did. <laughs> yes, okay, you did. go ahead. What'd I say? You said, I was like, she said, you listened to me and you said, you have checked off all the boxes, but you're still unhappy. You're like an old piece of furniture that just needs to be dusted off. So I was an old piece of furniture. That's what you said. And I wasn't offended. I was just like, okay. I, I you know, I wasn't like, it wasn't fighting words. It was just like, no one's ever said that to me, but okay, I'm an old piece of furniture. I'm like, and it wasn't like an antique piece of furniture that people, you know, cherish. It was like, you know, that old chair that's been worn. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> My bad. I got to start writing down what I say to y'all. Because it's a conscious interrupt, right? Like, all I want to do is get you to be like, I really want to start a mental argument when you're ahead to be like, is it true? Because here's the thing. And I remember now, if I called you a, a, the, the, the old piece of furniture, 
it's is like those and i don't know if they still show them i watch tv no more but like when the layers of life have covered you up like people take a beautiful piece of wood you know like take a dresser and then they paint it green because in the 70s you know that was that color that olive green cover yeah. the color and then and then somebody comes and they say no i want it to be orange because now we're in the you know people smoking weed days and they want like an orange dresser and then somebody comes and they're like no i want it to be more classic and i paint it black and then i painted this so life and just experiences has started to cover up what was already there so what i was saying was we need to be able to remove all the layers to reveal who's standing there like you already are the person who deserves everything that you want you can't figure out how to get to it because of what life has done to you because of the challenges and here's the thing celestine women like to pretend which is insane to me <clears throat> we ain't never been through nothing everybody's been through something yes yes oh my goodness and at this stage in my life i'm really willing and open to talk about it mm -hmm. um, one of the things that i would say might be a possible negative is coming from the south everybody likes to put sugar over you know what mm -hmm. and nobody likes to you know pull back that wound and talk about it and I'm at the stage in my life, you know, this is where, this is what it is. This is what happened. Let's deal with it. And so I want to talk about it more. I want to help people to understand my journey so that hopefully they can make better decisions for themselves as they go through their journey. And so it just so happens I'm getting all of these, you know, opportunities to talk, talk about my journey, talk about my life professionally and otherwise to have that platform to help someone else. And that's where, really where I am in life. The, the scripture says, when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Yes. Right? When thou art converted, strengthen thy sisterin. When yes. when you're converted into peace, you now know the pathway to peace. When you're converted in from, you know, not having good health into wholeness, now you can actually turn back around. And actually, that's God's design. Once you overcome something, and once you let it go and understand that was a part of your past, but now you can create a passion amongst that and then monetize it if you choose. Now that's that is a mantle that you have to choose to pick up. Everybody ain't going to do it. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and a, a better coach is just a woman or either, you know, whoever who has just chosen to become better. That's what makes you better, not necessarily a certification. So what was most surprising to you, let's see, when you started doing the work, what was like that, you know, oh my God, I can't believe I'm, I'm like this or, or I can't believe this has happened to me. Well, the forgiveness exercise was really hard for me. And I think you and Monique actually, you know, dinged me because it took me so long to do it. But honestly, I had to do, of all of them, I had to do the forgiveness to God at like two or three times. And I cried my way through each time. And that was very healing, but also very telling how upset I was with God because of different things that had happened that I just did not expect. And it's almost like bad theology on my part, because even though you say you're not being transactional with God, the fact that I was angry with him because of things that had happened meant that I was expecting stuff based on what I'd done. And that's not the way it works. <laughs> we don't have to unpack that. We had church on Friday at noon. Cause you got a master's in divinity. Yes, I do. Studying God. Are you mad? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, yeah, at this. Oh, shit. My bad. I you cussed. got it? My okay. bad. My aunt is watching. 
at that point, yeah, I realized that I was angry with God for some of the things that had transpired in my life, you know, based on my lifestyle and the choices that I made up until that point. You know, nobody's perfect. Obviously, I made a lot of mistakes, but I just really, really felt like I've been almost, it was like a bill of goods. And, and some of it is bad teaching that you sit up under. Some of it is bad expectations, you know, just unrealistic expectations and being in some sort of a bubble that's not really a realistic, realistic bubble. So, um, and that's just me hindsight, obviously. But yeah, when I went through that exercise with God, that was, that was rough. So can we unpack it a little bit more? Cause we're going to yes. set some things yes, for coach. today. Yes, you know, coach, please. I did, I did send her a list of questions. I tell everybody, I send y'all questions cause y'all asked for them. I ain't gonna ask you, but the first one, were you ready? Were you ready for that? No, but please okay. ask me that. Please unpack. <laughs> okay, great. So, whew, I mean, you talked about the bill of goods, right? And here's the thing. Religion restricts and controls and condemns and, and demonizes, you know, and, and there's a difference between religion and relationship. Yes. You know, so you, you suffered because of religion and then you set yourself free through relationship. Mm. Yes. I would agree with that. I think that, you know, you're given a formula. And so since I'm, I'm, you know, very structured anyway, I followed the formula to the T and I was like, well, wait a minute. Well, hold up. This didn't work out this way for me. And then, you know, I went through a, you know, a, a season where I would hear pastors preach, they would give the formula and then I'd be mad at them. Cause I was like, no, nah, that, that ain't, mm-mm. <laughs> That, ain't that did not work for freedom. Me. That ain't it. Nope, that ain't <laughs> it. But it was a it was a weird place to be because then where do you go? You know, and you know this is what I'm being taught. This is the formula. This is the whatever. You know, spin around three times or whatever it is. And this did not work for me. So now what? You know. So so I kept I kept praying. And anybody who knows me, who's watching, who knows me, might not even known that I've been I was inwardly dealing with all of this because I am such a giver. I am such an intercessor. I am such an encourager and exhorter because, you know, and I don't want to give the bad, wrong impression. God has blessed me tremendously. There's just some outstanding things that I've been praying about for years that are still outstanding. And so that's where we are. And so that's, that's my, you know, and maybe everybody has a thorn in their side. I don't know. I just, I can only speak for myself. Oh, that's good. We ain't, we ain't going to dig down into it. You be like, Lord, here's my list of things I want you to do for me. You only checked out one. <laughs> <laughs> I got 20. And I woke the 20. So you go roll around on the altar, put oil on your head, dials in the ashes, pay your tithes, pay your 20%, pray every night. You be like, Lord, I got my Christmas shopping list. Why you ain't, I'm just playing. Well, I, I mean, like and then on top of that, and then on top of that, encouraging other people who have been blessed using mm -hmm. that formula. And so then there's that other dynamic of, am I doing something wrong? Is there something wrong with, you know, all of those other layers? And then the reality is, it's not that simple. It's, it's more complicated. There's other things. There's how you were raised. There's just so many different factors that play in part to your journey and your process that's not discussed mm. one size does not fit all there you go one size don't fit all like and 
the, the thing about even people who preach, they're only giving it from their perspective and their experiences. That don't mean that is true for you. Right. So we have to be very careful about what we say and, and what truth is because truth is derived from your inner being and how you want to feel. Nobody else can do that for you. My truth is not Celestine truth. Right. So we can stand in here and, and, and chest bump each other all day on what's true for us, but what's true for us is based on our experiences, our background, our expectations, how we were raised, you know, what our foundational beliefs and our values are from our family. And so we'll go back and forth on what is truth and is not true. Exactly. So, that's it. That's it. That's that's the key. And so, you know, I make a joke. I was talking to one of my friends and she said, you might be sued because I know so many different situations of women who, you know, in terms of, you know, I'll just say relationships as an example, you know, the person that decorated their nursery and had no relationship, you know, a baby's nursery, you know, is it faith or is it fantasy? You know what I mean? And so I was like, you know, just trying to, I need to help these women. You know what I mean? It's just like, what is, what's, there's a, there's, there's a disconnect. And so that bothers me. And it's like, how, how do you bridge that? So at any rate, we could go on and on about that. Well, we'll, we, I mean, let's, let's stay on it. Okay. I'm going to pop off of it, but let's stay on it, right? Because, you know, that's why I love these interviews. So I'll be like, I'm going to ask y'all the first question. After that, I'm going to dig into what you talk about because it's more interesting than this, you know, these these canned questions. But here's the thing about, and whoever's on here and is listening to it are the women who need to be on here and listen to it. For me, it's not necessarily about, oh, I need 20,000 views or 200,000 views. If we reach one person, cool, great. The one woman Very that's true. supposed to reach this to be able to, to change. Because, you know, I like to unpack religion. It's completely, completely different than relationship and spirituality. And some people condemn spirituality, but it's, it's, there's a difference between being free and then free, free, free from self, because now you've resolved the relationship that you have with God. And you ain't the only person who got beef with God. Like I was talking to somebody the other day who was like done, <laughs> checked out. Yeah, well, I think I think the I think they're interrelated and connected in the way that, you know, spirituality is faith based. I think it's faith based without all of everybody's interpretation of it. And so that's the key. People are limited by what they know and what they're taught and not allowing God to be God in each individual life. And when you do that and remove those constraints of what your limited thinking and mind can, can conceive, then you allow that person to be all of that they're called to be in the in the confines of spirituality and, and faith and relationship. Spirituality is now understanding is going back to truth. We know how we want to feel. We know when we're around someone who doesn't make us feel good. We know when we're around people who make us feel good. We know when somebody says something to us is not in agreement with how what's true and how we want to feel about ourselves. But as women, we're taught to suppress how we want to feel and make other people feel good with us. We're taught to not necessarily you know do what makes us feel good we're taught to do what we think will make others feel good and god will repay us i.e now you're planting a bad seed respect expecting a harvest you can only reap 
what you're planting. And if you're planting bad seed because you got an attitude while you're doing something out of service and, and now you're a hostage, you're not going to reap a good harvest because you're serving not with the spirit of gratitude. You're serving with the, with the spirit of, you know, being a hostage, you're going to keep reaping that and you're going to create, keep creating the same loot again and again and again. So when you talk about spirituality, it's what's true for your spirit. Your inner being knows how you want to feel. And so you took all of this information, right? And you got all these recipe cards and you shuffling them <laughs> and you, and you're matching, you're trying to match your blueprint yep. to what people told you was going to work. And you're yep. building your house on saying we preaching today, Celestine, they better get ready. You're now building your house on sand because it ain't your house. Exactly. You're, you're trying to use the blueprint of what worked and probably didn't necessarily work for other people, but you know what you want. So tell us, so let's move into what happened after, or I would say, I, I want to, before we go to that, what was the forgiveness of God? What did that look like? If you had to do it three times, like what, what, what was that process? Well, well you know, the process of, you know, the way the, the book and it's the tapping and all that. And so then after I finished, I assessed myself. They said, if you're, if you're not a, at a 10, then you need to do it again. I said, okay, well, I ain't at a 10. So let me go back and do this forgiveness exercise again. And then when I was done, I was still, you know, and then I got to the point, you assess yourself. If you're not at a 10, you got to do it again. So I kept going over and reading the things that I was, you know, some of those, you know, some of those statements that I had to read aloud for feeling like, you know, I been, you know, I was abandoned or you didn't answer the, this prayer or, you know, I didn't feel loved. I didn't feel, you know, you know, I, I wasn't worthy or whatever those words that I had written, those sentences in the, in the exercise, I just kept doing it until I got to a zero. And then once I did, I felt so much peace. I felt lighter, but I was like drained. I was like, Ooh, this was a lot. So then it took me like another week before I did the next one. Cause I was like, I need to sit. Cause I very, you know, I took the exercises seriously and I didn't want to zip through them because I really wanted to, I want to change and I wanted to be able to get unstuck and move forward. So I really took those exercises seriously. And that's why I think it took me so long because I, I just needed to, especially after that God, I just needed to sit, you know, and just process what had just happened and really understand. And it's a weird uh, revelation that I was, because I was so angry about what had not happened, I was kind of holding my own self back, really holding myself back out of anger that I didn't even know I had. So... Let me try to share this screen right quick. I'm about to do something that I ain't did before. Let's see. Share screen. Screen sharing is the easiest with two monitors. Okay, we're gonna let that go. I blank off and everything. We'll lose everything. I wanted to show, I want to show you before and after picture. Oh, okay. Is that, is that after picture what had happened? Is that yes. is that after you got free? I'm gonna put it on my phone. I'm gonna put okay. it on my phone. So we're gonna move on. So what was most surprising to you, you know, when you're in this group of women? Because a lot of you know, women ask me to do one-on-one, and I'm like, I ain't doing one-on-one. Not when the group is so effective. What was most surprising to you about the work, you know, when you started when you were around these other women? Commonalities, common themes, even though people were from totally different walks of life, different races, different hues, mm -hmm. whatever, the struggles were kind of the same. Mm -hmm. Self-acceptance, self-love, you know, um, 
really empathizing with those who were, were struggling. You know, you guys were doing WWF with a few of us and just empathize, like wanting to give them a hug virtually. But, you know, all of those different and just opening your mind. You know, a lot of times we are in our circles with people who look like us, who think like us. There's really no growth there. But when you are thrown into a mix of people from different walks of life and different journeys, but all kind of have resonating themes, it helps to expand who you are as well. Yeah, that's good because we super women, because I mean, you know, we, we read your bio. We only read the short bio and I had to abbreviate the short bio. I promise y'all we'll still be here all day, right? Like, I always say we're where super women come to rest because we tired. I can't tell nobody that we tired. Listen, here's your, here's your before and after. Oh, hold on. I'm trying to get my y'all see that. Look at that shine. I mean, hello. Just trying to show that. Celestine, do you see yourself? That's you. I do. I do. Two months. That's what forgiveness looks like. That's what forgiveness looks like. Mm. Okay. So we're all suffering and going through something. I think the, the worst thing that we do to ourselves as high achieving women is to walk around and be perfect and, and, and suffocate in our success. You know, I think the worst thing that we do is we, is that we condemn ourselves so much and we're so miserable and we can't tell anybody. And, and that's not fair because we have it all. We've checked the boxes and now you're looking at God talking about, yo, now, I got a bill of lading that you ain't give me 20 more things, but I didn't check the 20 things or I, the 2000 things that you told me to be. And you told me to do, but that wasn't true for you. So what happened Celestine after, you know, when you found your flow, like what, what happened? I started really assessing what was important for me and what I wanted to do, what resonated with who I had become as a person and really being focused on finding, you know, opportunities that allowed me to exercise, walk in that. So for instance, you know, once I started this process, all of these job opportunities started coming at me from different, different types of job, different industries. I mean, I was overwhelmed. I think I had like 12 or 13 at one point. And one in particular was this really elite private school in DC, really elite. To the point where I was like, listen, my child can go to school for free at this elite private school. I can just stay up here and move over there. But that's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to move back down south. So I had to, and I, I brought that up as an example to, to myself to say I needed to remain focused and true to what I really wanted to be and where I wanted to be and be consistent and persistent. Because had I followed through with that, I could have easily been up here another 10, 15, 20 years because it's through through high school. But that's not where I wanted to be. That wasn't aligned with where I where I am in life. And so it was, so I've used it as an example to just speak up, speak to intentionality and just really being strategic and intentional about the opportunities that I entertain. remember if it was you or if it was somebody else we was like slow down god you you sitting too much at the same time well i you, you gave me a great tip i remember i did i don't know if i said those exact words but you were like you need to create a spreadsheet based and the column should be based on what you want to do yeah and and the salary and the compensation and that'll help you narrow it down 
And that was huge because I was, I literally was overwhelmed. I was just like, you know, it was almost like country mouse. My, we always joke about the country mouse going into the city and they're like, oh my gosh, really? And that's how I was for a while. And then I was like, wait, wait a minute, which one do I focus on? And so that one tip really helped me to narrow my focus so that I can remain intentional and really figure out what, what at this phase in my life, what's most important and what's going to get me there. So that was very helpful. And it allowed me to turn down jobs like that. And people look at when I, when I said, yeah, I, did, I decided, I told them I didn't want to go to the next phase. And they were like, you did what? And I was like, yeah, this, this is where I'm going. And I'm staying focused to that, staying true to that. Because what happened, what had happened was you found what was true for you. Yeah. You put down the map and, and, and the recipe cards that other people told you would make you happy, which is what got you in the bond with God, because you following everybody else's recipe when he gave you what was true for you and what was going to make you happy and what was going to make you make you be prosperous and abundant and open up generational wealth for your family. Like that's what's true for you. Very so true. once you got clarity on that, now all the things that were stored up waiting for you that you didn't have access to because of your hate rate. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, right? You're, you're not the only one Celestine. So like all, all the resistance that you had was holding what is waiting for you. And I tell women all the time, Y'all honest, you aren't as far away from what you want as you think you are. We think it's the Grand Canyon because it ain't happened in a long time. So we'd be like, hello, 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 you know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear me? Hear me? <laughs> and I always be like, what you want is like right here. We have to figure out what is this? That's what we do. What is this wall or energy? Once we move it. Bam, then stuff starts hitting you in the head to where you're like, oh my God, I'm getting overwhelmed. It's too much at the same time. Slow down a little bit. <laughs> no, really. I mean, when when that dam broke, it was it was overwhelming. And, and then, you know, to you know, there was a lull. And I was just like, okay, so I know what I heard. I know this is where I'm supposed to be headed. And I know, but wait a minute. Nothing has been what wait, 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 wait. There's a pause. It wasn't a no, it was a pause. And so in that season, I had to, I started, you know, yes, I'm human. I was like, okay, so did I really, you know, was all those stuff really happening? You know, am I really supposed to move? Am I, you know, so I was questioning, I didn't make any rash decisions, but I was second guessing, but it was, you know, this is, you, even in that season, you still got to trust the process. And so literally for the month of like February, was silence, radio silence, trying to find a home, trying to find, you know, hearing from these positions. And then all of a sudden, the beginning of March, everything, the floodgates opened again. So we went from zero to a hundred. And so in that, you know, I'm, you know, we're full, full, full steam ahead and it's, it's happening. I'm walking in it. I'm walking by faith. You know, I am very intentional and I'm focused. And so by, I say by June, I'll be a, a resident of some a different state it, with a new, you know, a new job well before then in a different, just a different season of my life. Even all of the opportunities, you know, one of the things I always talked about too, and I don't even know if I shared it in our coaching sessions was my desire to speak, public speak and give back in this way. Those opportunities are even opening up and it just keeps happening back to back to back. Um, even the job that I was mentioning, I'm in the running for two different positions. 
one of them was like, okay, so this is, these are the credentials that you have to follow to be able to do this. The other one was like, we encourage this. And so we hope that you, <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, you encourage me to go out and speak and do all these things. Well, obviously that's aligned with who I am. That's an itch that I can scratch. And so all of those different nuances is, are, is really coming together. And it goes back to, you know, in the fall when I, you, you know, the suggestion, you gave the suggestion, write it down and then use your affirmations, speak it at, you know, every single day, you know, and you gave a, a list of, of ones to get you started. And then I catered them to me. I added the scriptures that I wanted to add. And I made it to your point for my DNA, for how I'm created and how I'm wired. And so, and then I just kept walking in it to this day. Woo! God damn, Celeste! I'm so done with you, Chris. This is so good. When did we started working it. When was that? What was it? I, it it was, was like it? September, October, something around those those lines. Because I had my doctor's appointment in August, and I just remember I was like, "Listen, I am not getting out, checking out of here. I got a seven year old now, eight. I got stuff to do. I got places to see. I got worlds, you know, countries to visit. This is not worth it. So I need to figure out. I know it's attainable." Some, there's something off and I need to figure out what that is so I can get there. Yeah, it's been five months, right? Because <laughs> you just finished the month, but it's a four month process. And, you know, I got a note this morning from somebody was like, you know, y'all didn't help me more than, you know, my any, any therapist and anything I've been doing in the past three years, in the past two months. And so, you know, here's the thing, right? Just like I said, just like I said, you know, I like to say, I told you so. Now we're talking about this furniture thing. Once you move... <laughs> So let's see, once we peeled back and rolled away all the old paint that was covering the beautiful piece of furniture that is highly valuable, more valuable than anything that's done. Now everybody sees it and they want it. Yeah. Now everything is happening and we talk about being overwhelmed with opportunity. See, we always think that we starving for stuff. But when opportunity really comes in like a flood, you'll be like, hold up, it's too much all at the same time. I can't sift and sort. So I was like, all right, we'll put it on a spreadsheet. Because this is the thing that happens when you start to now start to correlate the data. We are nerds. You start to correlate the data. You'd be like, I like this part. I like this part. I don't like that part. I like this. I like this. I like this. Now you're now with the opportunity and now the awareness that the things are now starting to come. Now you're starting to tighten up on what you want. You'd be like, I don't like this part, but I like this part and this part. I like this part and this job. I like this part and this job. Then somebody comes with all the things that you say you like and you be like this. It's the new roadmap. You said you like these things. That's how God works. You'd be like, oh, you didn't like. Never thought of it that way. And I think it was about your value and your worth. My my value, speaking in second person, my value and my worth and knowing what I had to offer, even though outwardly people may have thought that way, that I felt that way about myself inwardly. You know, every time I got a job, I was grateful that somebody took a chance on me. And the reality is I have worked really hard to get where I am. And so, of course, they're going to want to hire me. Of course, I have something to contribute. Of course, you know, I have, you know, my, my individual DNA to leave to this world and whatever footprint and whatever that is. And so it's just a, a mindset. And once I was able to do that, I was able to really be more intentional about what I wanted and what I want. 
even even you know professionally personally relationships all of that just really understanding who i am and you know when you have those you know with interpersonal relationships you have those disagreements you're like well wait a minute let me take this because i'm the kind of person i don't like any kind of i'm very easygoing don't like any kind of disagreements so i'm always the one trying to smooth things over and so now i'm at the point where wait a minute is this something I could do long-term? Is this really me? Do I really want to fix it? Or is this God telling me that this ain't it? Let me keep going. And so that's a shift for me because I'm always misfix it. And you mentioned that perfection thing, Lord have mercy. I never thought I was trying to walk in perfection, but I really just, I think it was me trying to be such a good Christian I didn't realize that that had come across as perfectionism. Instead of just being authentic and human and showing my humanity as I as I continue to grow and being transparent about that. When you drink from the cup that Jesus pours, you would never thirst again, baby. Celestina never thirst for a job. Talking about why wouldn't they want me? That's the thing. Ooh, I love this conversation because you I get excited because you're validating what I say, people think I'm full of ish when I talk about this <laughs> magical, happy fairy tale, you know what I'm saying? Like unicorn riding existence where people actually, once you figure out that it's about you and you unlock you, everything that you want will come. Women don't believe me when I tell them that, right? Well, we've been beat down. So, you know, we've just life and things that we've been taught as children, you know, and things that we've been taught by society in our church, whatever it is that, you know, that's, it's kind of not contradictory, but just so many systems of oppression out there to keep us, as you said, controlled. And, you know, like the horse with the blinders, don't look to the right or to the left too much. You stay this course and this is what's going to happen. And that's not necessarily, that's not how God wired us. Nope. So good. I'm going to get off the phone. We're going to dance when I get off. So, okay. <laughs> but, but this is the thing. It is contradictory to what we believe to be true about ourselves, which is why we still on the bottom, which is why black women have more degrees than everybody were at least paid, which is why people can write articles talking about how black women are going to lose. And I'm over there talking about, let's go get this money. Right. Like if you and I talk about it all the time because I appreciate it and I hope they write me one day. Mackenzie said black women are going to lose the most in COVID before it even got started. So let's see how you yeah. going to predict that we're going to lose. And then we did $10 million in raises last year alone. $1.2 million in January 2022. I'm here to prove people wrong because and it starts with the woman on what you believe. And, and are you willing to believe something different? Because a lot of women are not. Very a true. lot of women don't want to, they don't want to believe it because they become comfortable with complaining about where they are. And I'm over here talking about, let's go get this money. And you're like, no, I'm just going to settle into this job and, and suffer and complain. Yeah. And not only that, what I've heard also was if I go for something higher, I'm going to work even harder. And one of the things that you pointed out that I thought was really interesting was that the higher you go, the less work you do. And so, you know, when I say that, because I've countered with that, there's silence because it's kind of like, you don't know what you're talking about, Celeste. <laughs> so, yeah. You, you uh, stop being a worker bee and you start being a queen bee. A queen yeah. bee who knows 
that she has valuable intellectual property. Celestine, we we kind of spring chickens, but we ain't spring chickens. But right now, what's most valuable, and I and I want you to follow it up. What's most valuable, our most our our greatest value to the market in this moment as senior women is our intellectual property, not our physical work. No, I agree. My experiences, you know, as I've gone, you know, because I've talked to so many companies at this point, because I told you I was overwhelmed, but I even enjoy that process because my answers have become more fine-tuned. I'm realizing how much stuff I've done over the years and how excited these people get every time I talk about it. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's showing me that, you know, all of those late nights, all of those you know, late night readings and all of those, you know, conference, not confrontations, but discussions and trying to advocate and trying to move the needle and trying to drive solutions, all of those different things all conspired together to make all of the experience that I have now. And so I'm very comfortable just talking off the cuff because I've been, I've done so much from, you know, you know, hands-on, to low management, to middle management, to where I am now. And it all it all works together. So now I'm just at a point now where I'm just ready to pour that out in a different way. And 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 it balance my life out. That's what's most important for me. I want to make sure that, you know, I don't want to, I don't feel the pressure to make every soccer game, but I want to make a lot of them. I want to be able to do some things that I love to do. I need to figure out what that is. You know, I know you, you're you going back to culinary school. I like to bake. I don't know if I want to bake on that level. I don't know how, you know, do you give the food away? Because, you know, my cheeks are, are big because during COVID, I was baking and I could, it wasn't nobody to get the food to, so I was eating it. So, you know, all of those different things that I'm trying to figure out for my own self-care and just different, just balance it out and not be so stressed out. So that's that's where I am. I really, really, really enjoy having these kind of discussions. And this is nothing for me. This is like air, breathing, talking. Um, and so having these, more of these type opportunities, having more opportunities to do, you know, to coach, you know, these jobs that I'm interviewing for are basically executive coaches. I'm getting a salary <laughs> to coach CIOs. I mean, there's just, you can't beat that. Mm. I got one more question. Yes, ma'am. We'll be on the phone for two hours. We're going to do a master class one day. We're just going to sit and talk for four hours and just let you ask questions because it's so good, right? Because when you talked about how excited people get, we when you walk into an interview thinking that, do they like me? What do I need to say to help them get? And you thirsty. They don't give you the job. People don't want people who are thirsty. People don't, people yeah. want, people want women on their team who are passionate and know exactly who they are can talk about it without shrinking. Now you were standing there be like, I've done this, 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 this. And they're like, my God, you've done all that. And you're like, yep. And I've done this, 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 right? right? And they're not intimidated. They're not asking for you to play small. They're not asking for you to remove your greatness off your resume so you can, and, and call you overqualified. When women say that they're overqualified, I'm like, you shooting too low. Why are exactly. you shooting at the ground? I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I I can't tell you how many times, and it, just, it really bothers me that I've talked to some women who say, I say, well, have you considered, you know, applying for this job? Well, I don't have the experience. And it's like, 
Of course you do. You've been in this industry for all these years. There may be one or two items on that list that you might not know, but that's your opportunity to grow. If you apply for a job where you have, you can tick off everything on the list, then you're overqualified. Where's the growth in that? Ooh, ooh, that was good. I hope you drop that. You got to watch the replay and get that. So, okay. What I was gearing right now was, we don't see how great we are. People see who we see. You know, one of my favorite scriptures when I found it, I was like, I'm a priest that forever. When the scouts were going into the promised land and they came back, they say we were grasshoppers in our own eyes. In our own eyes. That's right. And so we were to them. You know, they preached that wrong. They always like, we look like, we look like grasshoppers to the giants. No, the scripture says, we were grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were to them. People see who you see. You walking in there like a, like, a, like a piece of used beat up furniture. Then they see used beat up furniture and you're going to get the discount price. Exactly. But when you reveal and you do the, and all you got to do is take off what life has done to you to reveal who's already there. People are like, so you original, huh? Yep. Exactly. I, I told wholeheartedly agree with that. And the key is taking off the layers of crap. And that's where the work comes in. And, you know, I encourage people, anyone who's listening to do that kind of work, face, face whatever music you need to face. If you really are serious about where you're trying to go, otherwise you'll just be, you know, walk Tasmanian devil, just spinning around, clicking up a lot of dust, but not really getting anywhere. If you really want to reach your goal, Look in, look inward and fix that. And one of the things I love to tell people, I mean, I'll say my coach, she says, if you're crazy making 20,000, you're going to be crazy making 200,000. So you better, you know, work on you. And so I agree with that. You got to, you got to work on you. you. You know, you say that all the time, right? I said right? that. I said that. <laughs> you're crazy making 20, you're going to be crazy making 200. It's you. It's true. Yeah. That's a great segment for to get my free case study. Go to change now with Chrissy.com. I have to add the commercial. In. Hey, when because you talked about earlier being WWF, right? And I do want to go back to it briefly because at the end of my interview with Ingrid, you gotta watch it. I said, Ingrid, what advice do you have for women who, who think they want to work with us? Ingrid's like, you better be ready. Yeah, Chrissy gonna hurt your feelings. I said, Ingrid, that's not a good commercial, right? But but this is the thing, Celestine. We don't have anybody because the hardest thing that we do is to get y'all to see how great you are. That's hard work. And it shouldn't be that hard, but it is because we're wrestling against what we truly believe or is contradictory or the, you know, the, the loudest thing that's going on with the press. And we're coming over here, a whole new conversation talking about, you know, God got something better for you if you just stop playing. And it's wrapped up in a career coach. So what advice do you have for women who are considering working with us and they're not sure if if what you're talking about is woo-woo and maybe you're the one that smoked the herb and got the got the results. So what advice do you have for them? I would say be open, check your ego at the door mm -hmm. and just be open to change. You know, how bad do you want it? And if you really want to achieve those goals that seem unattainable, that really are attainable, you know, do the work, mm -hmm. take the time, make the sacrifice and be consistent with, and it, you know, you will start to see immediately how you're feeling. Like I said, I, when I went through those forgiveness exercises, I would feel lighter. It was like literally something was lifted that I didn't even know was weighing me down. 
And so all of that, everything that you, and you mentioned, you always talk about the recipe, it's all interrelated and connected and it all works together well. So if you don't do the forgiveness and you're still weighted down, it's like saying an affirmation, you know, trying to grab onto a balloon, but you got, you know, two tons of weight keeping you on the ground. You know, you got to cut that weight so you can, when you're saying these affirmations and trying to lift in this this balloon, you can you can fly away. So you got to cut that weight, those weights from the past, and you got to acknowledge that they're there. You know, thank you for that. It's it's interesting because when I I, I you know I talk to a lot of women, and it's not really about the job. Mm-hmm. We want our money though. Right. And I tell people all the time, like you got so much more than just the opportunities for work. You got freedom. You got joy. You know, you got you got clarity and vision on where you're going. Now, you know what won't get you there, which is how you can say, no, I don't want my son to go to this elite school. And people like what? And you're like, no, I this is not how I want to feel. I want to feel this way. And God will make the way for me to get what I want, because I'm now on his path and not bouncing around on you know other people's paths so yeah this is so good i took all kind of notes did you oh right there that's that's so nice i usually been well i mean i guess the situation has reversed because i took a lot of notes and read a lot of books and listened to a lot and i'm still listening to listen to a lot of different speakers just to keep me focused Mm -hmm. but i appreciate the opportunity and i'm so glad that i took the chance and the leap because like i said i you know as someone who went through a bible college then went to Howard School of Divinity, who's been working in ministry for years and knew all every, you know, everything, you know, all the people and everything, had a measure of success. And, you know, one of my previous pastors who passed away always talked about that, walking in your purpose. So as a good Christian, you will have a measure of success. It's a measure. But then there's this whole warehouse full of things that God has in store for you that is waiting for you once you walk in your purpose. You're telling the secret to this program, Celestine. It's really a God. It's a God program. People don't know. I'll be like, (laughs) y'all think we talk about money and writing resumes. This is not (laughs) what it's about. But I think it's time to like, you know, just let the cat out of the bag. This is God's program. Like, come on over here. Let's get free. So you can be free for yourself, free for your family. Keep your kids out of therapy. Talking about their mama crazy and and we'll out and spend time with them. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, you get so much more than the job. The job is the job is the job. The job is like the cherry on top. The stuff that you get, the freedom and the balance that you just talked about, right? Like we're always thinking that if we get a good job, I'll find the balance. I'm like, no, you get the balance and then you'll get the job. To now match the balance that you've now achieved and that you don't want to let go of. Right, exactly. Exactly. And that's where I am. And really being intentional and strategic and and staying true to that. And, you know, not all money is good money. So, you know, making sure that once you figure out what it is and how you want to get there, stay true to that because the money will come. It will come faster than you think. And that's how I see it. It hits you right in the head. So, all right. Well, Celestine, don't hang up. Thanks, everybody, for showing up. I hope you enjoyed this. If you missed the beginning, y'all need to go back, not only to hear Celestine's phenomenal bio that's longer than, you know, three feet, but <laughs> but to catch the beginning of the interview and just, you know, I hope that, you know, that this conversation blessed you like it blessed me. It did bless me. So, again, thank you so much. Thanks, Celestine, for showing up. Thank you, Have a great weekend, y'all. 
Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review if you love this episode. Follow Christy on Instagram and LinkedIn. And don't forget to get her free gift by texting change now, all one word. Again, change now to 66866. Until next time, go out and win bigger.